Welcome to the Frito Show. It's、um, the 8th of January 2021. It is. Yeah, it is. It is 21. That's the most important part, I yeah, guess. I guess.、Uh, yeah. With me today, the famous,、uh, magnificent、uh, Mikkel Storm Glomstein. Thank you very much. That's a lot to live up to, but I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs>、yeah. Good to have you here. Thank you. Nice to be here. I got her at last. At last, yeah. It was a, so, yeah, you, you,、uh, you ended up in another part of town. Yeah. And, yeah, I decided to walk. It was a mistake. Yeah. I won't do that again. Uh, and as I told you, I、uh, I did the same mistake you know, when I was、uh, having a meeting here for the first time to see the studio. <laughs> That's such a relief to hear. I'm not the first. And、uh, I had such a hard time finding it. Once you once you know it, it's quite easy. But、mm. somehow it's very. If you're not too familiar with the part of town, it's kind of confusing. I've been there like two times, I think. Once、mm. with you and.、Uh, and but then we went back car, I guess. Yeah.、Mistake. Yeah. yeah.、Mm. That's different.、Yeah. But good to have you here. Thank you. Nice to be here. On this、uh, dreary, cold uh, January uh, afternoon, it is the way we want our Januarys to be.、So、this, this is how we need it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, just a quick introduction. You are、um, filmmaker, I would say. Yeah, I guess so. A musician. Well, people would. Some people wouldn't agree with that, but、uh, yeah, I, I, I play in a band and I write music. Yeah, yeah. and um, um, you've been part of the Green Party. When they kind of first arrived on the scene here in Norway, at well, least when they、uh, moved into office, <laughs> build some momentum. At least I think, yeah. Yeah.、Uh, um, is there anything I'm missing?、Uh, well, I have other qualities, but I guess <coughs> we'll be getting onto them <laughs> later. So I wouldn't want to jump in ahead of you there.、Mm, yeah. Sure, sure.、Um, I think what I want to maybe start. Talking about is the movie you're making at the moment.、Mm-hmm. I think that's on,、uh, you know, the most uh, um, present moment.、Mm-hmm. Uh, since I had also the great honor to、uh, partake in it、uh, for、uh, for a scene or two. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Frido is a very very good actor, and、uh, he's got sort of a, an amazing presence. He looks a bit like Hugh Grant actually on film, more than in real life. So. Yeah. If you're out to cast him, that's fine. Not to you. Yeah, now、I'm blu- cheap. And now I'm blushing. Yeah. <laughs> no, rightfully though. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was lucky enough to have you playing an playing a, an artist. Yeah, it was it was super fun. It was super surreal too. Um, um, uh, just just short for everybody listening. The title of the movie is. Yeah,、um, the title of the movie is not short though. It's and、uh, that's it's Alva Heiberg's Cortelieve, the short life of Alva Heiberg. I guess will be the the English、uh, yeah. title, isn't it? Yeah. And what would be the the the, the short premise of the story? Or the, the... it's about this、uh, this woman who's like twenty five ish who is concerned about climate change and tries to find out how how it's how she can address the issue in a meaningful way. At the same time, she's she's also a person who likes to express herself. So we we see three of her stories, which,、mm-hmm. which are sort of、uh, her attempts at.、Um, at Getting to the core of the issue through, through through sort of more use of imagination and and、uh, and a different way in, I guess.、Mm. Uh, I have to I have to practice my my English pitch before before we launch the film. I, <laughs> I can feel that already, but、uh, yeah, it's no, strange because if you if you do like a pitch in a certain language, you kind of you get really it, fluent in that. Every time then, you、yeah. people ask you, you say sort of almost the same thing, but now, I, now、yeah. I'm very out of practice. 
Even uh, though I did pitch it last night at the Tinder date, I was on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in English. So in English, yeah. yeah. That, it was better uh, last night. So, and of course, uh, she wants climate change to happen, I guess. And uh, She's sort of <coughs> standing on the sidelines, really, uh, yeah, yeah, cheering on. Throwing coal into the fire. <laughs> coal into the fire and burning oil. Yeah. No, uh, she's, it's a character that's a little bit like myself. And uh, it's sort of a, an attempt to discuss how I... What I feel it's like being um, human today, I guess, mm. but placing it in a, in a slightly different character. It's a bit younger and and more, female and more attractive. <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, who who is playing the role? It's she's called Aile Harbu. Yeah, uh, she's a she's a very good actor. Uh, she played in Telma. If you if yeah. any of you uh, saw that film by Joachim Tree. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's quite exciting. Yeah. yeah, it's good. I was very scared when I was going to work with her at first because you know she's so much more experienced, and, uh, but she's lovely. She's so, so easy to work with and uh, sort of a caring and nice person. So it's yeah. been it's been good fun. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, because yeah. uh, so how far are you in the movie? Because when when I partook, it was you just started. It was the first week of yeah. shooting, right? That's right. Uh, we're, we were, were supposed to start in March last year. That mm. March wasn't a good month. That's it happened in a year we all forgot. Yeah, and uh, I'm still trying to forget, I guess. Yes, uh, so we started in September instead, and we filmed sort of one of the side stories in, in September. That's where Frido played, uh, played this artist quite convincingly, I thought, <laughs> and uh, maybe even more convincingly than real life. I uh, think so, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen him. <clears throat> I, I thought it was sort of. Counterintuitive casting decision, it, but, it, but it, it worked out. It was a super meta experience to kind of <laughs> pretend to be an artist while being an artist, and and now I was it had so many layers of, of <laughs> yeah. Of, uh, so I have I still haven't recovered from that kind of mind. No, I'm a little bit scared know. that people will sort of see your performance and think, oh, that's an interesting character. We want to know more about him, and then, and then and forget about the real uh, the real for, one. Yeah, yeah, just wonder why we're still following the other woman. <laughs> well, that's good. I'll just change my name to. Kevin Nomanchek and yeah, you know, you, you get a profile on social media. You think and, about it. Yeah. We can talk about it before we launch, but perhaps we'll use your art as part of the launch <laughs> uh, as well. Yeah. Um, no, well, but we filmed the first part in September and we filmed another part in November. But this wasn't where, where Alma wasn't uh, present. She wasn't present no, at this. She, uh, no, she was not part of that story. Uh, we filmed the first uh, sort of perhaps half or 40% of her story in, in November. Yeah. Um, and now we're sort of um, at the point where I'm rewriting it slightly, slightly, and um, and we also try to finance the film more because yeah. we we only had a little more than two million kroners to yeah. start off with, and that's quite tight, not, yeah. Obviously not enough. So. Yeah. But but it feels feels good. Uh, it feels that we're in a sort of an all right place at the moment, and we're trying to find a co-producer to yeah. to make it easier to to get the funding we need and uh, yeah so um, to write the grants and to write the uh, yeah yeah and just to have it have it as a name on on uh, the applications and things yeah uh, so right now it um, we're sort of in a hopeful phase and we'll see see what, <laughs> what this year will bring I guess. Yeah. but i mean you achieved quite a bit already so i must say because uh well, it's it's not not a small feat to 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 do the movie i was, I was quite amazed by the Oh, machinery! You know when I yeah, came bit, came and uh, set. Uh, it's um, it takes time to sort of learn your learn how to 
work the machine, I think. Yeah. Because you made a small movie before, right? And you did some commercials and you, so you've, you've been directing uh, a bit there, but did you feel you had to kind of develop a whole new kind of language? Yeah, I feel, I feel I'm community. trying to come develop it still. It's, mm. um, it's, people have their very own versions of what, what it is to be a director, even sort of famous directors. Mm. Uh, some are, some work very, very closely with actors and are good at coaxing them along. Some are, tar- are tyrann- tyrannical and just mm. don't tell the actors any, anything other than just do it again and mm. they just shoot the film, same scene like 90 times and mm. it comes out great all the same. <laughs> uh, and other directors like Woody Allen, he just stays away from the actors and yeah. just allows them to do their stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's about... I guess you have to start with who you are as a person, and then and then try to use that as a start, jumping off point, but but also try to understand how how to fill the role. Uh, for me, yeah. it's, I find it's difficult to find direct, finally direct scenes. Uh, yeah. I, I can sort of push things in a direction, and uh, but if I want to minutely sort of change things, I find that very hard. Yeah, at the moment, yeah. so it's just, it's just sort of growing. Have you come in a situation where that was really necessary, where where you kind of found okay, this doesn't kind of portray my vision in this small kind of scene, and yeah, absolutely. I, I find you often come there yeah. because you have sort of this this thought, you've thought about the film and you prepared for for filming, and you have this uh, this vision of how, how the character is, and, yeah. and, and uh, but perhaps you haven't conveyed it as as well as you thought you had or perhaps you uh, so it's just, just uh, it's been a big learning experience and uh, some of the things we made I think have turned out really well and other yeah. things I'm thinking oh yeah. should we do that again should we should I cut it from the film altogether yeah uh, so it's that's pretty intense, yeah. Yeah, it is a bit intense, I and mean, everything costs such a lot of money, and there are lots of other people involved. And it's, I guess, I'm just used to working on with pitches in in the dark room, uh, yeah, yeah. and just being really listening to music, having a good time. And if something doesn't work out, I just throw it away. But yeah. I've learned something from it, and I'll, next I'll make another one. Yeah. That then. But now, like the consequences are much bigger. Yeah, much, that approach uh, yeah. obviously doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> well, it does I'm work. It's just very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we need more money. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty pretty nice. Uh, and uh, um, yeah, because cause you had to, of course, navigate all, the whole Corona situation. Uh, uh, you know, filming and stuff. That must have been a, an extra drain on energy. Yeah, and and resources, and uh, mm. uh, I guess it's as much to do with the uncertainty which is always there you don't know yeah because you don't know if you can go shoot or if you can go if you shoot, can continue shooting or if you can shoot the places you want to shoot and we, yeah. we had a photographer who got corona just sort of a couple of weeks before we were supposed to oh wow shoot yeah. the second uh, was that the one which was filming the first uh, yeah yes yeah. So, yeah yeah uh, so we didn't know whether we'd be able to she, have her still and uh, is yeah. she doing fine or uh... yeah she she got well very quickly so yeah. that, that worked out and uh, yeah. But you, but you never know. Um, no. So it's it's about it's, it's a strange time to film, and and you also start thinking: uh, is the has the world changed? Uh, is the thing I'm trying to say as relevant? Yeah, as I was just word? about to ask that. Yeah, can uh, I... you start worrying about things like that? And it's it's just feels like it's too early to answer those questions. Yeah. And, and you just have to. So you just have to move ahead, I guess. Then move right? ahead and and um, think that. There are there will be elements that are relevant and perhaps some some things will be more obvious than you thought they would be because the mm. 
people's view of how humans interact with nature might have changed or mm. people but i i do i do feel there is a shift of awareness happening mm. on that on that regard on the on the because uh, i mean climate change it's not a debate so much uh, probably in some circles i guess but mm. uh but at least not that I encounter where no. where you know we know we we have to do something with our environment if we want to you know have the same quality of life we have now hmm. and uh, um, I mean we have the the brave idea now to start planting trees yeah we're, we're, and, we're uh, looking forward to that after the podcast and uh, yeah and uh, no, yeah, well not today we're gonna, not going to plant today, today. Oh, no you're no. picking up your children yes okay okay I'll find something else. <laughs> no, but to to really, uh, uh, um, uh, yeah, I think people start to realize. Okay, if we don't uh, don't do something with our environment to improve, you know, the longevity of it, and planting trees is a very easy way to do that. Mm. Uh, if you plant the right ones, of course. Otherwise, yeah. it yeah, can so destroy more than. Mm. You, know. you have to be, know what you're doing. Yeah, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I think you know it's not so uncommon that people think okay, and I, I also feel that people think okay when this crisis is over, you know, we can't just stick our heads in the sand as we normally did. Hmm. I, I at least have the feeling. Yeah. I think you're saying this video uh, because you're not on Tinder. Ah. If you go on Tinder, you see that the only thing that people want to do when, as soon as this crisis is over, they want to travel. Yeah. They've got sort of uh, they want to travel around Asia and they want to go to Machu Picchu again to get a bit better selfie and they want to just uh, they've got a bucket list they've been working on the last ten months and <laughs> none of the things that are on the bucket list happen outside of Australasia kind yeah. of area and nothing happens in sort of uh, east of Norway and things like that. Yeah. Uh, so that's but that's uh, but that's that's true but but it's also kind of a joke. Because uh, I think you're right in a sense. I think that people have had time to reflect. Mm. The world has been put on pause. Yeah, because I also talk to people who who work in the kind of travel business, and they, you know, they're they you know, have to battle with their conscience now. Mm. You know, when, when things open up again, okay, you know, they kind of feel that what they're what they're doing, pushing people into planes to see mm. the other sides of the world, that. Yeah, there there is some issue with that. Yeah, and uh, and so if even those people in those businesses start to kind of realize, hey, there's something we have to do. Hmm. Nobody's really cer certain what they do, but at least that awareness is there. It's not like that it's just been pushed away. You know? No, I think so. Yeah, you have a, an opportunity to rethink things, and, and at the same time, people are sort of seeing the link between the. Uh, natural destruction and, and the pandemic mm. um, because there is a link there and mm. uh, that might be the driver of um, more pandemics in the in the future perhaps we're entering as a, an era of pandemics even and that's mm. some people think that and so I, I think it'll definitely shift shift some uh, mm. some perceptions but but um, yeah it depends how long it carries on I guess um, mm. I think many people are eager to return to a sense of normalcy and that's very understandable hmm. well then america happened <laughs> and then, then america happened and just blew that uh, out of, uh, yeah no yeah america has been happening lately it's uh it's, it's been happening it's yes, for sure ongoing happening hmm. at least for another 
a couple of weeks. Two weeks, yes, yeah, something. Yeah, fingers crossed. And it will it will drag on a bit, I guess, because uh, there's a lot of weird stuff happening there. Yeah, and not, everybody's <coughs> playing dirty, and, and the monster is not going away. No, he'll be there. Hopefully playing golf as yeah, much as possible, but still. Yeah, but he's just a symptom of the monster. He's not the real monster itself. No, I guess, yeah. But he's got sort of a... Con- he's, sort the, he's the embodiment of that monster. But uh, He's pulling the threads and he, he, he can uh, be sort of a... He, he gives them a focus. Yeah. Somewhere to sort of concentrate all the anger and... Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm a bit two-sided about it because that anger and is also fueled by the other side. You know, I mean, it, it, it is a general anger and both sides are kind of making use of that anger and they do it in a different way. And and none of it is good, in my opinion. Well, I no. guess we've been down sort of that discussing yeah. Yeah. American <laughs> politics road before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we should maybe stay away from that. We should yeah. probably take a left, think, left-hand side. I think both of, both of us have too little knowledge and too little kind of things to any say anything real right. sensible yeah your words Thank, Frida. yeah at least i, I <laughs> no, let me rephrase okay. that no, no. i don't have enough knowledge or understanding of the situation to really yeah yeah i agree with really that. do a do a proper perception no i'm just kidding no i think i think we could we could do that but we could talk about um no but i, I would love to go a bit deeper into the environment thing because because huh? uh, you recommended a book because uh, i asked you once um you know, how do you get into this? Um, yeah, it sounds so stupid. You know, into the envir- environmental world because hmm. we're all in there. But, hmm. but I mean, how did you get interested in doing something with that? Uh, you know, as you do now with your movie uh, by telling stories, and but also, you know, when you were part of the Green Party, hmm. which I'm, I'm still too. And you, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but, but just to sort of a small degree. Yeah, hmm. but. Uh, um, yeah, so then you recommended me this book that kind of got you triggered. It's called mm. Heat. Mm. Now I forgot the author. Uh, it's George Monbiot. Yeah. Mm. And uh, uh, yeah, maybe you can say something about that or yeah, that trigger at that, that moment where I think I, I've been sort of been reading, reading a little bit about it, about climate change, seeing some front pages and and things, and and at some point I decided I have to sort of check this out, find out what, what it is. And what year are we? Uh... We're in sort of 2006. Yeah. I was 26, and not, not very political as a person, just wanted to make stories and things. Mm. And um, I just bought Heat by George Monbiot, because I've been reading his, uh, he had some articles sort of in, in The Guardian and things like that, which yeah. I've been reading at times. And it sort of just changed my life completely, because um, suddenly... Suddenly, I was made aware of uh, how the extent of this crisis how, how it was was actually a big existential crisis, and that we have to change uh, and how our society was structured. Uh, like by twenty thirty, mm. I think is sort of is uh, yeah, that's the the big deadline, which big is deadline about in this a book decade and, from now. Yeah, which is a de- decade from now, and uh, so it, it just uh, it made me aware that I was living in a world that was sort of quite different from the one I thought I was living in because mm. I was quite ignorant at that point and and that sort of started the whole thing for me everything else became sort of uh, pretty Burnett, meaningless yeah. if it didn't yeah. sort of uh, in some way attempt to address that issue I was doing something that was already quite meaningless I was taking Tiat de Wittenskap at yes. uh, <laughs> at, the at the university and yeah. we were always the, all the lessons were about how Tiat de Wittenskap offered you sort of a, a unique perspective on <laughs> on life and that's that's sort of a bad sign when when, when the when you spend a substantial amount of um, 
of education time talking trying to argue that that what you're doing is important yeah um so i, did, I just started doing activism and uh, uh, in 350.org which is the bill mckibben organization and uh, after a while i started Norsk klima network which is supposed to be this sort of big people's movement yeah never never succeeded in doing that unfortunately but then that led me to to Miljöpartiet Gröna. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know how it reads today because because it's that sort of fifteen yeah, years ago. I now. just mm. I just so read it a couple of months ago, hmm. and I I thought it still held up. Uh, some of the stuff were outdated because hmm. some of the technologies kind of he pointed at are already in a, uh, a more further developed, developed stage. He, he and thought it would, yeah. And that's uh, interesting actually to read it today to see, yeah. see what kind of the prognosis and how, yeah. how, how he thought things would but but what i what i really got away from that book is kind of the way how to kind of uh, um um not judge that but how to kind of read that reality kind of you know what you think uh you know this critical view on also on climate change it's okay what is what is truth? What is myth? And how how they do they run rampage uh, rampage mm. uh, sometimes? Yeah, when uh, um, uh, because you know, like that you think through all the consequences of the consequences of the consequences. You know, if mm. you place uh, wind power, yeah. you know, for example, um, you know that's not easy because you have to no. put these really ginormous towers up. Yeah. Which make incredible mo- a lot of noise, which mm. are you know made of aluminium and metal and mm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so yeah. And destroys what could have been pristine, pristine uh, nature. And uh, destroys scenery. Uh, scenery, destroyed you know, which is a, mm. a visual thing. You know, you can make them pretty too. So that's that's not that hard. But uh, the noise and and of course also the the obstruction. I mean, you know, birds get chopped mm. up and yeah, and uh, insects get chopped up and whatnot. Mm. Uh, but even if you move them out to the sea, kind of how you how do you calculate that, and how do you transport that energy, and how do you kind hmm. of, uh, and also the sheer amount of energy we consume, yeah, and and also that if you make your machines more efficient, it doesn't mean you're going to use less power, it just means you're going to have more machines. Hmm. Exactly. And, that's actually very uh, topical because because today mm. the, the government in Norway re- released a climate plan mm. which uh, was released at twelve o'clock. So I haven't I don't know. Exactly you haven't read it, no. it. No. I haven't read it yet. <laughs> Later tonight, Frida. Yeah. yeah. When I was supposed to be tree planting. Yes. Um, <laughs> perhaps. Uh, no, but I know that that uh, electrical cars are sort of a central part of it. Yeah. Because they wanted to change the car park. Yeah, I, I read something that they kind of. Uh, one at least Oslo and Bergen have it fossil free, so all cars mm. with fossil fuels gonna be out of twenty twenty five or something. Yeah, so at least by two thirty that everything is yeah. everything is kind of sorted uh, out. Uh, so. That's good, of course, but but of course it's a, a technology we will be needing, but it requires a lot of energy to produce those cars and and, and keep change, them running too. Keep them yeah. not, yeah. not at least keep them running, and and uh, that requires a lot that we produce a lot more clean energy. Mm. Uh, than we are doing today and it's um so so people still have difficulty with, with sort of uh seeing things in perspective as you were talking about mm. uh, seeing the costs when you put up a, mm. a windmill and seeing the costs when you when you yeah, but, but not only that but also the effects of and the, the of the thing because mm. you know like uh, the cost you can ca- calculate more or less and you can kind of you know adjust for your mistakes by 
being on the right side of it. But, uh, but you know, the unintended kind of behavioral changes that mm. kind of implies, you know, you, you don't know because suddenly if you, you know, you can, you can travel guilt free, mm. very cheap. You know, you're going to travel more, yeah, which yeah. kind of puts you pressure on other things. You know? Yeah, and, and you still expend energy, and you, so you still release climate gases. So mm. It doesn't really yeah. help no. unless you produce a lot more clean energy. Yeah. So it, it was quite it was quite illuminating to read it now, and and a bit hopeful too. You know, because I mean, it was it was sensible. It wasn't this kind of, um, I think. I think a part of the the voices now in the I don't no I don't think so actually the voices are quite quite down to earth nowadays I about mostly, climate yeah. change I think they're quite realistic less kind of uh, uh, idealistic as they maybe were around two thousand and six mm, I guess because yeah, when I finished reading Heat I of course continued reading climate literature and I I very quickly moved on to James Lovelock mm. uh, he released a book called uh, Revenge of Gaia in 2006 which mm. is a lot dark, dark mm. than the book I recommended you mm. and which basically which basically said that uh, it's more or less a foregone conclusion that they never will uh, have a societal collapse within the, sort of the next I don't know by 2030-ish Mm. Uh, unless we, we do a lot of ge geoengineering and we start some focusing on that and I think mm. I think the truth might be somewhere in between those two yeah the, I mean the, the other thing is that people in crisis operate very well in most cases you know mm. when, when really the shit hits the van you know we are, we're capable of cleaning up shit we have done that before in, mm. in, in our history right I, I think I talk, like I don't know the exact details, you know, but uh, I think the the Great Lakes in the States, they were so polluted at some times. I think it's the same with the th uh, the Thames in hmm. London. And then Oslo Fjorden as well. They were polluted so polluted, too. they yeah. kind of took fire now and again, you know. What? <laughs> yeah, because of all the, the car okay. industry yeah, around, around that stuff. And they managed to clean that up, you know. So, they're, so, so we're, we're good at, but, the question is if that we're on such a global, truly global scale. And I think uh, the one thing that the Corona uh, kind of pandemic made clear is that we're just one species on this planet. You know, that's and been that, another good thing about it. I th and I think it's really the first time we really have felt it in our bodies that oh yeah, we're all in this same thing. You know, there are variations how we experience, but we're all we're having the same. Yeah, and that's that's pretty unique, and that that won't go away. Hmm. It's that easy, I think, and uh, so there. Yeah, uh, I, I sent you another book which I was reading, which I rented from the library. Um, I don't remember the name, but this was written by two of the organizers of the um, the Paris Agreement, mm -hmm. and kind of how they kind of managed to put it up, and also what they described two scenarios where you know the. Uh, kind of total collapse where Western worlds like Norway kind of put up as high borders as possible to keep everybody out to, you know, mm. retain some of their kind of uh, quality of life while the pressure of people moving to places where, where you know, it's still habitable will mm. be so big that, it, you know, countries will just be overrun and mm. just be, uh, and then slowly everything just declines into chaos. chaos. 
But they also had the positive scenario work, and when we do all this and kind of figure out a couple of stuff, we can, you know, we still can't ignore the consequences of what, what's happened, but we can manage much better, and hmm. and people don't have to relocate to hmm. uh, to be able to. Uh, and then I also saw, so you know, since since I read the book and since uh, we talked about that last time, uh, I dove a bit into these documentaries about kind of. Um, the the greening the deserts. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. I thought it's that's such a fascinating, project. super interesting, and yeah. kind of how relatively simple it actually was to do. Mm. You know, where there's just kind of a just a certain technique how you plant the trees, when you plant them, and the, the plants, and how you kind of make that system grow, and uh, and you know, big successes have been made with that. And well, we're entering a sort of a, a time where big visions yeah. uh, are needed and, and uh, yeah, welcome but, but also welcomed I think mm. and that's, yeah, and that's yeah. like so the comparison with 2006 also what I get from that you know book kind of how he kind of kind of how the the the, the times kind of came through there and uh, uh, maybe not how I experienced it because I, I was just yeah I was 26 too I was mm. do, I was developing myself so I wasn't that that aware physically yeah, physically. I, I still do that. Right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, but, um, uh, you know, a lot has changed since then, I guess. Yeah, for, yeah it yeah. has changed. Absolutely. Mm. Positively and negatively. Mm. Climate change has sort of uh, has continued faster than I think most people thought it would mm. at that time. But, but uh, some of the solutions have come faster as well and and we're definitely seeing a change of perception which hopefully will make the 2020s a little more hopeful yeah that should be our sort of common goal i think to make sure this this decade is not about collapse but about sort of building something slightly brighter which gives you more yeah hope and hope for the future yeah it's uh yeah, I'm still hopeful, but I'm hopeful from na- uh, by nature, I think. And uh, uh, in the end, you know, in the worst case, we all die out. You know, that's, I decided uh, to be hopeful too. Yeah. I've been reading uh, about stoicism lately. Yeah, I'm starting to get into that, and that's I guess a, it's sort of a that's a healthy attitude. Yes. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I decided I decided to be hopeful and um, hopefully helpful. Mm. I'll try to do my bit, but I'll also sort of. Uh, Try to compartmentalize uh, it and spend time on other things that are important to me too, so that yeah. I can keep going. Yeah, because uh, you know it it is um, it it is very kind of taxing on your kind of mental health to just dive into this kind of to pro- if you you know yeah. this you have this uh, f- fanatics deteriorism if I can call it like that where you if you're I, I've seen it a bit in the um, in the uh, like alternative cultures in the Netherlands, for example, or in any, you know, where where these extremes they get so bogged up in their kind of stories and start believing, but you end up having just a miserable life because yeah. you know they don't allow for for anything you know no, contra- very, contrary to their kind of views. Yeah, it's very difficult to carry around carry around some kind of uh, idea that that we're heading for collapse as a civilization. Mm-hmm. 
and then being sort of joyful and happy in your everyday life is 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 difficult things to yeah. strike. Well, being joyful and happy in your daily life will will do much more good than exactly. it gives uh, you more energy to sort of change things and mm. to do something positive. Yeah, because if you're in a fearful state, you know you're just going to act fearful and react on stuff instead of that you you think, hey, how do I want my world to look, and how can I how, how can I kind of contribute to kind of make this world a uh, a nicer place? Yeah. That is not to say that I don't think I think you should scare people. You should tell people what's happening because uh, yeah, that's it, a different thing than yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is being aware. Yeah, you know, this exactly. is not being kind of just. Uh, uh, drinking your problems away no. and okay. pretending Good. to be happy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, really, because uh, people should should be aware of what's happening and how serious mm. it is and how mm. detrimental yeah. it can be to our future. No, it's also since that that time I've been, uh, you know, I've been getting serious about planting trees. So far, I've, not tonight. I've not tonight now because no. it's January, and I mean, I did plan the uh, story in a, in a bit. Like uh, I yeah. did plant a tree uh, seed, like. Last week. Oh, great. Uh, it was just by accident because my kids came back uh, <laughs> yeah. with uh, uh, horse chestnuts and one of them had sprouted a bit. Oh, great. So the sprouted one I put into the earth. and uh, yes, you're, You planted a chestnut tree. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. And I, but I have 20 more chestnuts in the earth because mm-hmm. they have to go in into winter, like they have to go into the freeze. Plants? Okay, yeah. Now, most of these seeds they need to freeze over before they can sprout. Okay, cool. For some reason, I don't know. I we just should, follow the internet. We should know. have some kind of yeah, the internet knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should have some kind of, some kind of ceremony, I guess, in in spring. Where yeah, we so plant yeah. them out and that's the idea too. So in spring, you open up the earth, see if they sprout, and you replant them, and then um, and then hope for the best. Oh, yeah. Nature, it's so good. It's so easy. I yeah, find. Yeah, it's true. True. When you yeah. think about it, genius. No, so this idea to to plant trees and and the thing is. For me, the first reason is not the inven- our environmental part, but uh, just reflecting on my life. Like the places I enjoyed being most, mm. there's always been big trees around. Yeah. You know, no, so just are great. Not only forests, but also just yeah. big trees, you know? Nice. And and you see the neighborhoods where they cut down all the, the old trees, it just feels empty and mm. feels kind of deserted. Yeah. And, I was yeah. thinking that when I was walking to your studio, actually. Yeah, it's terrible here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, your words, but yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, there are lots of kids walking from school as well, and I was thinking, oh, they actually live here? No. They probably don't live here. No, they, they don't. They None of them live here. There's, there's this kind of uh, like uh, after high school school thingy. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I, I'm happy that you don't live here at least. Mm. Um, but they're going to redevelop this whole area. Okay. So yeah. there's going to be housings and stuff like okay. that. And, uh, but probably so. with some trees. We'll see. <laughs> Possibly we'll see. with some trees. Possibly with one yeah. or two. Yeah, yeah okay. for sure. They can share it with uh, 20,000 people. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. No, but I agree. It doesn't have to be a forest. But I love yeah. forests. But but uh, yeah, trees in themselves are so they're so great. Yeah. No, so, so um, you know, like the way how uh, how I approach these things is, First of all, reading, uh, mm. since I enjoy reading quite a bit, you know, since it's on paper, made of trees. And <laughs> oh, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, productive, yeah. okay. Yeah. No, but there's the idea to, to uh, um, yeah, cause what, uh, this consciousness, what we're talking about, how, what kind of world do you want to live in? Mm. And, and 
um, now you can actually do stuff to to mm. move into that direction. Yeah. You mm. should get involved politically as well, Frida. I think you, you sound like you you are part of the green movements, uh, although you probably disagree with certain things. But like, I don't think politics is. I don't think I have the patience for for it. No. Because politics is is I mean you found this out too yeah because you were part of, you were the the general secretary yeah. secretary that's right of um, the Green Party yeah it took up my whole life <coughs> yeah. it was very taxing but yeah. we and now I am a local politician at Sankt Seven and that takes that's also doesn't feel, doesn't feel too rewarding yeah uh, yeah it takes a lot of time and uh, but there you can sort of see some of the changes you're making although yeah. they're, they're very small like and that, that's you know like if you're in politics kind of i always come or i you know let's compare that with steering a big big ship mm. you know so there's a lot of tiny decisions you made before the wheel is turned you yeah. know and and all these decisions have to be made in order that you know you don't crash into something etc etc and uh, I just enjoy being on a smaller, more agile boat, so you can, you know, <laughs> that's nice, yeah, kind of sw uh, yeah. Uh, swiftly. But you know, still, I'm dependent of the big boat too. Hmm. You know, so. Uh, but do you vote? Hmm? Do you vote? I do vote. Yes. Okay, in, in yeah. Norway as well. No, I can't. Yeah, on you the, can local, the local, election, local, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah but. Uh, would you vote in the yeah. Netherlands? Yeah, I just got. I just got a voting thing now. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah. When is when's the election? Um, it's probably, but it's. I think it's a low. It's not the main elections. Okay. I think it's a. It's a, some other election. And is um, it sort of Gert Wiedlisch? Is is he your guy? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's right. No, no, no. He's just a clown. Yeah. Um, no, no. I I tend to I tend to uh, vote green, and not because I agree with them, but I think you know that's that's the on the long term that's just the smartest choice for now hmm. um, at the moment it seems uh, even though you don't even I don't agree with all uh, green policies but, but uh, no yeah, but then seems... the problem with the, the green political parties is that they've they've be, had such an underdog position so long in many ways and they've been kind of brushed away and now they're kind of gaining power and volume and I think with that with that kind of uh, um, growing like a certain uh, um, would you say uh, growing pains? Is that the word? No, I, no, no. I, With that comes a certain uh, growing up as well, hmm. where 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 they become a bit more uh, capable of of actually getting things done, hmm. or the direction they want to steer the it's, ship at. It's a yeah. learning process. Mm. Because I mean, politics is a, a profession in itself, you know. Absolutely. Regardless of what you believe in in your yeah. politics, yeah, Def definitely. Mm. Yeah. But you you did that for uh, two, I, four years. Oh yeah, I worked as general secretary for three years, and yeah. uh, I worked in the party before that, and then I continued it. Continued in the sort of central committee kind yeah. of thing for a couple of years. Yeah, and yeah. Then I had a break, a break, and that was nice. Yeah, I think that's pretty healthy too. Yeah, I think I, so. Yeah. To, uh, to I, take a step back. I, you don't see me as a natural born polit uh, po uh, politi politician. politician. No. You can't even pronounce. <coughs> so I don't know. I don't. Uh, I think that'd be the first thing to do to learn. No, sorry. That's uh, no, not very nice thing to say. Uh, no, I think you, no, you're too honest, Frida. Mm. You're too too much yourself. Mm. 
but uh, I think you, you know you could be uh, a politician in the mold of Joseph Beuys, who's like well, I find very inspiring. Yes, and uh, but that that's another thing is uh, politics and art. I find generally very uninteresting. Hmm. And political arts, do you think? Yeah, oh, yeah political yeah, art. Yeah, 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 when when I don't mind if a, if an artist is political, hmm. but if the art of the artist becomes political, uh, the problem with that it's always temporarily. Uh, so hmm. it, it becomes a very kind of dated thing very quickly. And hmm. and uh, what I find more interesting, and so I you know what I just personally find more interesting is the bigger the bigger questions, kind hmm. of you know why we walk walk this earth and hmm. and what we can do to kind of express ourselves and hmm. and uh, you know about meaning yeah that's difficult you know, one. finding meaning in in this and uh in this as you do with your movie as well right where you where you explore this character who tries to make sense of the world yeah you know and uh, and yeah it's a lot to do with with being mortal and being alive and, and mm -hmm. uh, going to having to mm. lose the people that you're closest to at some point and mm. finding out yeah what that means yeah no and and by exploring that you kind of open up like different different ways of seeing the world uh, for other people and that's where the value is and that's where hopefully at least yeah that's yeah if you can do that that's mm. that's sort of that's good i think mm. it's difficult but it's yeah, yeah. worthwhile I think so too. Yeah, it makes it in, at least a bit more interesting. And, Absolutely. Uh, and uh, yeah, but I, I contemplated this question of, you know, especially now where our ch times have been so drastically shuffled. It's like, okay, you know, as you had to ask yourself with the movie too, okay, this, is it still relevant? Mm. Should I still do, or, you know, or yeah. what, what do I do with this? And and uh, my personal con conclusion was the uh, art and expressing yourself is in a way much more important mm. now, you know, because there's so many people not, you know, just lost their direction, yeah. you know, so, so it is really kind of, if you can, you know, to, mm. have, to, to have visions for, for other, other ways of seeing the world is, mm. I think, super valuable. No, I think the art will be very important in the next, yeah, 30 years and beyond, because uh, mm. we are in a very, a time where lots of things are up in the air. Um, it's a very volatile time, yeah. Very volatile sure. time, absolutely. So I've, I do not doubt that film <clears throat> film can be important, but um, it's just uh, you just have to. At some point, you just have to say, "This is what I'm going to say this time." And, yeah. Um, and with film, it takes you like two years, <laughs> yes, from from that from when you said that, put that full stop, till until you'll be able to show people what it is you've actually said. So that's a sort mm -hmm. of quite slow process. But mm -hmm. I think that's where stoicism comes in, that you just have to accept that and just go on working with your thing and doing it as best as possible. And then uh, mm -hmm. <clears throat> hopefully. But do you feel that like other thoughts or other things you want to say are starting to catch up or kind of going past what you're saying now? Or is that... Uh, is that mm, a... Not quite, but it, it sort of keeps me, keeps me on my toes a bit, I think. Yeah. yeah. And, Helps me to sort of focus on the things that are that I think will be important in a couple of years' time as well. Yeah, Make, making sure I'm pointed enough. Yeah, and note exactly what it is I'm trying to say. Yeah, difficult, but we'll see. It's supposed to be difficult, I yeah. guess. Yeah. We can meet again and talk uh, <coughs> when uh, when it's finished, and we can uh, we can assess. 
Yeah, that'd be really nice. Yeah, yeah. we can do a, a, I say a, a commentary this. where we, we can like a director's a, cut. You know, we can do a commentary for the film. That'd be yeah. so. That'd be very nice. Yeah, yeah, that's that, good. That'd be really good. Yeah, yeah. Mm. that's uh, a deal. Cool. Um, is there anything you have on your heart which needs to be uh, addressed at this uh, point in time? Uh, uh, I guess it's today David Bowie's birthday or was that tomorrow yesterday I can't remember I don't know but I was yeah I was thinking today it's five years since he died that seems yeah. so strange time's passed so five years yeah, yeah it's huh? passed so quickly shit yeah I, I have that same feeling that some like as if all these things run at different timelines mm. like yeah, 2006 seems like you know ages ago. ago yeah yeah absolutely but uh, then five years seems like yesterday. Yeah, five and years is actually a very good Dave Bowie song, by the way. One of my favorites. Is there one? Uh, five, five years, yeah. yeah, yeah another it's, one. Oh, it's brilliant. It's about I'll uh, check it out. <clears throat> this new sky set, uh, or the fact that the Earth is going to be destroyed in five years, and people reacting to it, basically. Ah, oh, sweet. It's brilliant. But yeah, so I think the last thing to say is just to... Uh, yeah, remember Dave Bowie, he was a great artist, and listen to Black Star, his last album, which he released on his birthday, two days before he died. Yeah. It's such a good album, it stands up so brilliantly, and if I, at the age of 69, if I get to be 69, I'm, a, I'm a able to express myself in a way that feels so fresh and meaningful, I'll yeah. be so pleased with myself. Yeah. That's the way to try to live your life, Yeah, that and stoicism, and planting trees. That's a that's a nice uh, nice way to end. Yeah. All right. You you'll find you on the social medias. Just yeah. I'm not trying not to be that much on social media, but you'll find me. Yeah. Tinder, Instagram, Facebook. Great. Brilliant. Yeah. Thanks. And uh, go see Alma uh, Alva Heiberg's uh, Cortelif. Enough for nothing more to see Frido in doing a brilliant, but so far quite small role. Yes. Yeah, but very good. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for uh, for being here. Thank you for being here. It was good to finally get to Urkan. Yes. Great. Good. good. Bye bye. Bye, people.